your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 374 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill a gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And today, got two things in mind for the episode. For starters, we're going to begin by talking about who I believe the Rangers could and maybe even should pick at number 15 overall in the NHL draft. This is, of course, assuming that A, this player is still available, and B, that the Rangers do not deal the number 15 overall pick to another team in exchange for, you know, a ready-made NHL player, somebody who's already in the NHL, somebody who's already an established player in the league. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But for all intents and purposes for today, what we're going to do is assume that the Rangers simply keep that pick. They don't trade up. They don't trade down. They don't do anything. They just pick a certain player at number 15. And the other thing I want to do is we're going to continue with our series of taking a look at all the impending New York Ranger free agents, both unrestricted and restricted. And today we are going to spotlight Igor Shesterkin. Uh, We're going to spend quite a good amount of time on him. He is, of course, a restricted free agent. Don't get nervous. He'll definitely be back with the Rangers next season. But I'm going to talk about how I believe the Rangers should look to already lock him up long-term because he's an unrestricted free agent sooner than you might think. If they don't lock him up and come to some kind of, uh, you know, a lengthy contract extension in the near future, then Igor Shosturkin is slated to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of not this upcoming season, but the one after that. So it's getting late early, as Yogi Berra might say, but uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at Igor Shosturkin, what he's done so far, what the Rangers can continue to expect from him going forward, and the kind of contract that I believe the New York Rangers should reward him with. But like I said, I want to start today with uh, talking about who the Rangers, who I think the Rangers should pick at number 15 overall in this year's draft. And before we kind of really dive into that, I just want to kind of give a little bit of a programming note here. So some of you guys might remember, anybody who's been listening for a long time, is that at the end of last year's season, what we did, all of the locked-on NHL hosts whose team didn't make the playoffs, and plus myself because the Rangers got knocked out early and won the draft lottery, so we knew they were going to be picking number one overall. But we all got together, and we did kind of a live mock draft of who we all believe that our team could and should pick at number one, at number two, number three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't have to think too long. I knew it was going to be Alexi Lafreniere, so that was pretty easy. This year, obviously, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge given that the Rangers are picking number 15 overall rather than first overall. But this year, what we're going to do at Locked On is we are kind of independently all making picks, and there's kind of an email chain going around, and, you know, the first pick is made, the second pick is made, the third pick is made, and you kind of just follow along, and then when it gets to your turn, uh, you make a pick, and that's what I did there. So according to, you know, again, this mock draft that we're doing at Locked On NHL, uh, somebody that is going to be available when it gets to number 15, and of course, we don't know that this is going to happen in reality, but at least according to our mock draft, somebody that was going to be available at number 15, I was hoping he would still be there, somebody that I really like, and that is going to be Fedor Svechkov, and he is 18 years old, just turned 18 back in April. He can play multiple positions, more on that in just a second, but he's played his whole career with Lada Tagliati 
and he was on their under-16 team. He was on their under-18 team. He was in the MHL and uh, then just recently completed a season with the VHL, which is just one step before the better-known KHL, and he's going to be making his KHL debut in this upcoming season with SKA St. Petersburg. And I'll get to Svechkov in just a second. I'll tell you why I like him, why I think the Rangers should pick him, why I think he's a good fit to the team, all that good stuff, the type of player that he is, on and on and on. But first, I just wanted to kind of bring up an inevitable question that always comes up during a draft, whether it's hockey, whatever sport it might be, and it's this kind of um, 50-50 question about do you draft from a position of need or do you quite simply just take the best player available? And I think it depends on the sport. It depends on what round you're picking in. I mean, at a certain point in certain drafts, certainly in the NHL, uh, when you get into like the sixth and seventh round, I mean, they're basically just dart throws or something you'd like about a certain player and you just take a chance on them because of that. You don't really worry about what position they play. And I think in hockey in general, um, picking the player that's just the best overall player available is what usually makes sense because if you're not one of the first top five or so picks in the draft in the NHL, and really sometimes even if you are, the player you pick is not going to be making his NHL debut right away. Uh, you might be a couple years away from seeing that player compete in the NHL. And right now, yes, it appears that the Rangers' weakness is center. So when I kind of went into this, I wanted to look at a guy who I felt was predominantly a center and somebody that could eventually step in there and basically just kind of hit the ground running and become a really good player. And you know, I mentioned the Rangers are thin at center. That's especially true when you consider the fact that their two top centers, Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom, both those guys are scheduled for unrestricted free agency after this upcoming season. And I've talked about how I think the Rangers should get ahead of the curve and re-sign Mika Zibanejad right here, right now, while they're still able to do that, while they're still the only team that can negotiate with Mika Zibanejad. We're not going to get into that too deeply today, but yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom could both be off this team after next season. And I hope that doesn't happen because I like both players. They've both been very solid Rangers, but facts are facts. They're both unrestricted free agents after this upcoming season. And with that in mind, you start to think as a fan of this team, as you know, somebody who covers the team, whatever it might be, somebody in the front office, you start to think like, okay, well, maybe we should pick a center with this number 15 overall pick here. But I'll do you one better. How about somebody who can play center, left wing, or right wing? Because that's what you've got in Fedor Svechkov. He's able, very comfortable by all accounts, to play all three of the forward positions. That's something that really stood out to me, and that's one of several reasons why I would like to see the Rangers draft Fedor Svechkov, is that he gives you that position flexibility. Because yes, right now, it looks like the Rangers, their biggest weakness on the team is center, but that can change. It might be a couple of years before we see Svechkov at the NHL level. Maybe by then Jack Eichel's a Ranger. I mean, who knows what can happen? Maybe by then they've brought in other free agent centers, and maybe all of a sudden now center has gone from being a weakness to being a strength, and you're talking about bringing up your first-round pick, and all of a sudden there's a logjam at the position that he plays, and then either uh, one of your centers has to change position or Svechkov himself has to change position, but you solve that problem right away by picking a guy who, once again, is extraordinarily comfortable at all three positions, which seems to be the case with Fedor Svechkov by all accounts. But we're just scratching the surface here. Going to talk about Svechkov in more detail, give you guys an idea of what kind of player he is and why I like him and why I believe the Rangers do hold on to that number 15 overall pick and he's still there, then maybe just maybe he should be the guy. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. 
Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma Money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. When it came time for me to make this pick in our Locked On NHL mock draft that we're doing right now, I really wanted to pick someone who I felt was going to be unique to the Rangers, somebody who was going to bring something a little bit different to the table, somebody who's different from what they currently have, and somebody who could basically just come in and be the type of player that maybe they lack just a little bit right now. And when I'm pouring through all these scouting reports of all these different players and looking at all these different mock drafts and trying to figure out you know, who's going to be available there, what does Elite Prospects think of this player, what does Dobber Sports think of this player, all the big names, and trying to get a feel for what kind of a game all these different players play, the thing I loved with Svechkov is that he is, once again, a defensive-minded, defense-first forward, but also he's someone who, despite being defense-first, he can still put the puck in the net for you. He can still chip in offensively a little bit, and that stood out to me for a few reasons. For starters, I don't think the Rangers right now have a player who truly fits that bill, who truly fits the description that I just laid out a second ago. Uh, Someone who is a defense-first forward who can also contribute offensively. And that's not to say that the Rangers don't have good defensive forwards, because they do. Mika Zibanejad, as you guys know, outstanding defensive forward. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich stepping up his defensive game this past season, logging some big minutes on the power play, excuse me, the penalty kill, alongside Mika Zibanejad. Uh, Artemi Panarin, you know, with Panarin, it's so easy to forget about anything involving the defensive aspect of the game because you're just waiting for the guy to have the puck on his stick and just make magic happen. But Panarin, very good defensive forward, somebody who has been better in that area of the game than I think a lot of people expected him to be when he first came to the New York Rangers. But all those guys I just mentioned, they're obviously offense-first players. You think of any of them, and you think points, you think scoring, you think excitement in that regard. Uh, And then at the other end of the spectrum, guys on kind of the bottom six, you know, you've got players like Philip DiGiuseppe and Brett Howden and Kevin Rooney. Uh, these guys are all sort of defense first. Uh, Philip DiGiuseppe, we'll kind of just go case by case here. Philip DiGiuseppe, big, tough physical forward, uh, strong four checker, big dude, but not going to let up the score sheet. And then Brett Howden, I mean, at this point, he's kind of just a defense first forward by default because he just doesn't score very often. Not nearly at the clip that everybody expected him to when the Rangers traded for him, but we're not going to open up that can of worms today. And then Kevin Rooney, I mean, he's probably the closest thing that the Rangers have right now to a defense-first forward who can also chip in offensively a little bit. He had 14 points this past season. But I'm looking for more than that, man. I want a guy who can play in the middle six, and again, any position, we, we like that. He can play, Svechkov can play left wing, he can play center, he can play right wing. And he can be defense-first, but then he can also get you maybe like... 35, 40 points a season, and I think Svechkov can be that guy, everything that I've read about him so far. I will admit, Fedor Svechkov, not the splashiest pick. There are guys with more offensive upside. 
I'll give you an example. Zachary Boldu, I believe I'm saying that right. He's a center. He plays for Ramuski of the QMJHL. And if that team sounds familiar, it's because that's where Alexi Lafreniere played in the QMJHL. So Boldu is a former teammate of Alexi Lafreniere's, and that was intriguing in and of itself. And again, I'll, I'll talk more about Boldu and other players that the Rangers could look to take number 15 overall in a future episode. Uh, but I'm just kind of bringing up him right now because I wanted to kind of compare and contrast him to Svechkov. Right now with Boldu, the consensus is that he is one of the true boomer bust picks in this draft. So it was very, very tempting. He has a lot of offensive upside. And maybe I'm playing this whole thing a little bit too safe. But I don't think you really need to swing for the fences with a player like this. A guy who, again, by most accounts is a boomer bust prospect. When you've already had tremendous luck these past couple drafts and you've already gotten tremendously skilled players in Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. And again, I know the scoring maybe wasn't exactly where we thought it would be from those two players these past couple seasons, but I think they're getting there and I think you'll see both of them taking major step forward in this upcoming season. And again, everything I've read and heard about Svechkov is that he's got a very safe floor. Look, scoring can always slump. We know that. We've seen the best players in the NHL go through uh, some funks when it comes to scoring, but defense doesn't slump, or at least certainly not to the same degree that scoring can. So with Svechkov, you've got a very safe floor because you know he's going to be a strong defensive player, but he's also someone who might end up giving you a little bit more scoring than I think a lot of people are currently projecting. I was looking at some of his stats, and I realized that none of these leagues are the NHL, but it's still worth talking about here. He's coming off a season with Lada Togliati of the VHL. He played 38 games, scored five goals, dished out 10 assists. It doesn't sound like a lot, 15 points in 38 games, but you got to remember he is a teenager and he's out there playing with men. That is not an easy league to play in when you're a young player. Uh, he also had a season in 2018-2019 on the under-18 Lada Togliati team where he had 16 goals and 27 assists in just 26 games. That is insane. 43 points in 26 games, and I don't care what level of hockey you're at. Uh, those are Panarin-esque numbers, and that's big-time scoring. Again, I don't care what league it is. If you've got 43 points in 26 games, then clearly offensive production is not a foreign concept for you. And then... Most recently, he competed for Team Russia in the World Under-18 tournament this past April and this past May. Only skated in seven games, but he scored four goals and dished out six assists. And, you know, okay, small sample size, but wow. I mean, that is not bad for a guy who is supposedly a defense-first forward. And for what it's worth, in that tournament, uh, Svechkov and Russia lost to Canada 5-3 to three in the gold medal game, so Svechkov got a silver medal out of it. And look, again, I, I can't stress this enough. I know none of these leagues that I just mentioned are the NHL. It's going to be harder to score goals and produce points in the NHL than anywhere else in the world. But that's kind of my point, because even if he's not known and never becomes an elite goal scorer in the NHL, he's still going to be an effective player due to his work ethic, uh, his leadership. That's another thing that we haven't even talked about. He was actually uh, very recently an alternate captain for Russia's under-17 team. And by all accounts, he does have strong leadership skills, and he also has a willingness to play defense. He goes to the dirty parts of the rink and wins puck battles. Seems like somebody who could be very likely to contribute on the penalty kill as well. So there's really a lot to like here. Just a strong all-around player. And for all those reasons, there might be splashier picks, but give me Fedor Svechkov at number 15. Once again, assuming that the Rangers uh, do not trade up, they don't trade down, they don't trade away this number 15 pick for a ready-made NHL player, which is something that any of those things could happen. But if they hang on to the number 15 pick and they stand pat and they indeed select a player here, give me Fedor Svechkov. And just a gut feeling here, but I just get the feeling, you know, with everything I just talked about, with everything I've read about this player, I just have a gut feeling 
that he'd be a very popular player among Ranger fans. You guys can let me know what you think about him. Maybe there's somebody that some of you guys are high on at number 15 overall. Uh, By all means, let me know. And we're not done here. I mean, we in future episodes are going to continue to talk about different options that the Rangers have at number 15 overall. It's not just Fedor Svechkov. Right now, he just happens to be uh, my personal favorite at this spot. But like I said, it's something we will talk about in more detail in future episodes. And in just a second, we're going to talk about Igor Shesterkin and his impending restricted free agency for this offseason. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to Igor Shesterkin and his impending restricted free agency in just a second here. But to just kind of close the book on Fedor Svechkov for now, I mean, you guys heard me talk about him for long enough. I'll leave you guys with just a couple of scouting reports. I make no claims to be a scout. I tend to trust these guys because it's what they do for a living. So I'll read you just a couple of scouting reports here, and then we'll move on to Igor. Uh, This comes to us from EPRinkside.com about Fedor Svechkov. Defensive positioning is great placing himself and his stick in positions to force plays out wide, at which point he suffocates opponents. And then this one comes to us from Cam Robinson from Dauber Prospects. Arguably the top defensive forward in this class, the Russian winger is a terror to play against. He employs terrific angles and routes on both sides of the puck. And then finally, we'll give you one more here from Corey Pronman of The Athletic. He gets a lot of praise from scouts for his skill level. He can drive a line due to his great hands, playmaking, and above-average speed. He gains the zone with control often, makes a lot of plays, and can maneuver in tight areas at a high level. So once again, uh, I think I've made it clear he's my guy at this point, but I just want to leave you guys with uh, some quotes, some uh, scouting reports from the people who do this for a living, the true experts when it comes to, uh, you know, analyzing players and figuring out how their skill set might translate to the NHL. But once again, we will move on to Igor Shesterkin here. 
And as much as I like Igor and as important as he is to this team going forward, I don't think that I really have to talk for all that long about him because I think most Ranger fans, I mean, generally everybody is on the same page here that he is the man, he's the guy that the Rangers need to go with moving forward, and he's somebody who basically just hit the ground running at the NHL level. We talked about some of the ridiculous video game-like numbers that he put up in other places, other leagues that he's played in uh, prior to making it to the NHL. That also continued in the AHL. And I wouldn't say that his numbers in the NHL have been video game-like, but they've been darn good. And uh, he's somebody who has definitely impressed a lot of people just 47 games into his NHL career. He's got a record of 26 wins, 16 losses, three overtime losses. He's put up a goals against average of 259 and a save percentage of 921. So strong numbers all across the board. He is someone that the Rangers were very, very high on long before he made his NHL debut, and he has thus far rewarded their confidence and really has given nobody any reason to believe that he's not going to be a very, very strong NHL goalie for a lot of years to come here. And there's a little bit of a similarity between the Igor Shesterkin situation as well as the Mika Zibanejad situation. Obviously, they play different positions and they are at different points in their NHL careers. But similar to how I feel about Mika Zibanejad, if I'm the Rangers, I'm looking to get ahead of this. I'm looking to give Igor Shesterkin a really nice extension right here, right now. As we mentioned, he is just two years away from being an unrestricted free agent. He's 25 years old right now. And you know, maybe there's some people that feel like the Rangers shouldn't do that and that 47 games is just too small of a sample size to be giving big bucks to a goalie. Uh, but I would remind all of those people that there are a lot of teams out there in the NHL that have been searching for a franchise goalie for years, if not decades. I mean, look at the Flyers. They've never really had a franchise goalie. I mean, it's literally been decades since the Flyers had a guy that, uh, you know, you could really feel good about going forward and be, you know, take a look at this goalie and say, oh man, this is our guy for the next 10 years. I mean, Hart might get there, but Hart did have a, a difficult season this past year. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes, have they ever really had a great goalie? I don't think they have. I mean, Mike Smith had some decent seasons for them early in his career, but I wouldn't say that they've ever had like a true bona fide franchise goalie. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, they've been held back by their goaltending situation for years. I mean, they keep making it to the playoffs and they tend to always have a really good regular season and then they go absolutely nowhere in goaltending. It's not the only reason, but it's a big reason why they get knocked out of the playoffs seemingly in the first round every single season. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, obviously they had Marty Brodeur for all those years, but they've been searching for their guy ever since he left. Maybe Blackwood will be the guy we'll see. Um, even just like a random team off the top of my head, like the Florida Panthers, you know, they thought that they were signing a franchise goalie when Sergei Bobrovsky became a free agent and it really has not worked out thus far. He wasn't even playing for them in the playoffs this season. So it's all a long way of saying that franchise goalies don't just grow on trees and the Rangers had one for about 15 years or so with Henrik Lundqvist and now they might just have another. Of course, both those guys, they were briefly teammates and I don't know if you want to call it a passing of the torch or whatever, but I mean, the Rangers, here's something else they have in common. They stole Henrik Lundqvist because they drafted him in the seventh round and they seemingly stole Igor Shesterkin because they drafted him in the fourth round. There were a good number of goalies uh, drafted ahead of him and Igor Shesterkin looking as good or better than any of those goalies in that class. That's an episode for a future day as well. We'll kind of compare and contrast Igor Shesterkin against the other goalies that were drafted in front of him. But you know, Igor Shesterkin, he's a restricted free agent right now. He will be back next year, so no one has anything to worry about here in the short term. But when you get a goalie like this, I think you got to cling tight and not let go. And I don't want to hear about how, you know, the outstanding goalie isn't as prevalent come playoff time as it used to be, because look at the four teams that are remaining in the NHL right now. So, the Knights, they've got Marc-Andre Fleury. He's absolutely resurrected his career with that team. He's got a proven playoff track record, three-time Stanley Cup champion. I don't think a whole lot else needs to be said. Carey Price, you know, he went through some struggles a little bit early this season, but he's back to being Carey Price, and he's a huge reason why the 
Montreal Canadiens have gotten as far as they've gotten. Uh, the Islanders, I know they're a great defensive team in general, but Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, they've definitely held up their end of the bargain, but they've got great goaltending, and so too do the Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Vasilevsky is quite simply the best goalie in the NHL, so good goaltending can still take you a very, very long way, and again, Igor Shesterkin, the guy has franchise goalie written all over him, and I think if you're the Rangers, you got to do everything you can to get ahead of this whole situation. Don't let him get anywhere near unrestricted free agency. Lock him up long-term. Keep him in the fold. He's your guy for the next decade plus in a perfect world. Sign him now. Do not wait for him to become an unrestricted free agent and get a few all-star games under his belt and maybe a Vezina nomination or two or you know, some significant playoff success that the Rangers in the next year or two uh, get out of the first round, make it to the second round, maybe the conference finals, maybe even farther. If all that happens, you got to figure it's going to be Igor Shesterkin leading the way, and you got to figure his price tag is only going to go up. So to me, the only thing to do if you're the Rangers, get him locked up now, get him to sign on the dotted line, give him a significant pay raise, because Igor's two-year entry-level contract has expired, and according to CapFriendly.com, Shesterkin has made approximately $1.35 million over the past two seasons combined. Uh, he's a young guy, still just 25 years old. And if you're the Rangers and you offer him a five or six year kind of deal extension that's worth about, I don't know, I mean, $7 million, $7.5 million. I mean, maybe that could get it done. It is a very significant pay raise over what he's making now. So Igor Sisterkin might very well jump at an offer like that. And you might, if you're the Rangers, be able to then have him locked up long term and you're will almost certainly save money in the long term. Because again, if he continues to build his resume and continue to play strong hockey and lead the Rangers to some good things and be in the mix for the Vezina and things like that, he's only going to get more and more and more and more expensive. And you don't want that if you're the Rangers. And I think another reason to act now if you're the Rangers is you want to see what you've got left in terms of cap space once this deal with Igor Shesterkin is hammered out and once you have your franchise goalie in place. Get this done now if you're the Rangers, and then you can say, okay, we're paying X amount to Igor Shesterkin. What does that leave us with going forward? How can we kind of complete this puzzle here? Who can we look at in free agency? Who can we look to bring in here and make this team a Stanley Cup contender? And that's true both of re-signing your own free agents and perhaps bringing in some unrestricted free agents from around the league as well. Because what I don't want to see happen is for the Rangers to reach for middling free agents this offseason, overpay for them. And then in a few years, be like, oh, shoot, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough cap space to meet Igor Shesterkin's demands, and we don't have enough cap room to pay him what he's worth. And then you're left scrambling, and you have to do salary dump type trades, and it's just a mess. Lock him up right now. Give your franchise a feeling of stability that comes with having a franchise goalie in place. Not to mention, give yourself an idea of how much you have left to sign your own free agents and bring in free agents from around the league. Now, is there some risk to doing this, to signing Igor Shesterkin or really any goalie in the NHL who's only got 47 games under his belt? I mean, I guess technically it's 48 because he did play the one playoff game for the Rangers last season. Yeah, sure, there is some risk to it. And I think Igor, you know, he has had three separate lower body injuries since joining the league. There was nothing he could do when he got hurt this year, though he was barreled into, uh, I don't know, really what he could have done differently there. Uh, he was always going to miss some time after taking the hit that he took on that play against the New Jersey Devils. But to me, the risk is fairly minimal. I think he's shown us that he's going to be a very successful goalie in the NHL. And yeah, 47, 48 games, it is a bit of a small sample size, but I think it's definitely worth it for the Rangers to give him a sizable extension now and take that little bit of a risk because it's either that or there's a very good chance that the Rangers are going to have to pony up the dough significantly more later in the game when Igor Shesterkin is near or reaching unrestricted free agency. And at that point, Igor's going to want to hit 
unrestricted free agency, talk to all the teams, and drive up his price. And so it's something that I think really needs to happen this offseason and should not be happening any later than next offseason at the very latest. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Can the Clippers follow in the Bucks' footsteps? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.